Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. Uh, thank you for clicking play and stopping here today. Um, I want to introduce a new segment, which is the Sunday Morning Overreaction, where I talk about the college football games that happened um, the day and night prior. Um, week 6 was yesterday for college football, and a ton of huge games happened. Uh, so let's discuss them. Okay, so my first, like, main uh, thing that I want to talk about is the Texas-Oklahoma-Red River Showdown game. This game was really, really crazy. Um, If you didn't see it, what happened was it was 17-17 at the half, and then the third quarter, it was just all OU. OU was just all OU. So then with, like, five minutes left, in the game, um, Texas was down, like, two touchdowns, but they still had a chance to, you know, go drive down and score, and Ellinger throws a pick in the end zone. Not totally his fault. It was just, like, a normal interception, and then basically it's over after that, but then all of a sudden, just like the Texas Tech game, they somehow come all the way back and tie it with 14 seconds to go, go into overtime, and from there, it's just a shootout. Both score touchdowns in the second overtime. Both score touchdowns in the third overtime. Texas has a field goal that gets blocked. And then Oklahoma's kicker, who has missed one time in his entire life, um, comes up and just shanks an easy. It was like 32 yards. Uh, Like, he just shanks a 32-yard field goal way left. And that would have won the game. Fourth overtime... Um, they score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, and then Texas uh, comes up and cannot score any points. They turn it over. So, honestly, like, it was not a great game for Texas if you look at the end final. Um, they really needed to win that game. Like, really, really needed to. Um, my main thing is, like, if, if I had told you that Texas and OU were going to be 2-2, uh, two and two, um, at, in, like, October, you, you would call me crazy, but here we are, um, they're both two and two, which is crazy, Oklahoma was very, very close to being one and three, um, you know, there was a few calls, and there was a few decisions that I would have, that I, that I thought, like, you know, could have gone different, and maybe would have, uh, ended up in a Texas win, but my main reaction from this game is just that Ellinger is incredible. Um, he already had, I believe, the most touchdowns um, out of any quarterback in football coming into that week, and he scored, like, seven. Um, I don't even think they had any rushing touchdowns, and they scored, like, 45 points. So, yeah, like, Ellinger was doing it all on his own. I believe he had, like, three rushing touchdowns, maybe four. He had a bunch of passing touchdowns. I think he had three passing touchdowns. It, it was crazy. Um, Ellinger is incredible. And I think that he's still in that Heisman race. Um, and Ellinger, it, it is sad for Ellinger, though, because he's never going to win a championship with Texas. Um, and he is 1-4 against Oklahoma, but they showed his stats during the game against Oklahoma. And it's like he's that—he's the best against that team than he is against any other team. It's just every time they play Oklahoma, you know, their defense just gets crushed. And so, yeah, so it's just like, you know, they've only won one game against Oklahoma, but that's large in part to the defense. Um, it has nothing to do with what Ellinger's done. 
um, Ellinger was incredible, you know, but I'll give credit to Rattler as well. Rattler started off really poorly, and then in the second half, he really turned it around. Um, Ellinger did throw two picks, but honestly, it was a little bit, um, both of them were just kind of like fluky, a little bit the receiver's fault. I I wouldn't like, I don't know, they didn't really seem like full-blown interceptions to me. Um, but Ellinger led Texas in rushing. They really strayed away from the... Well, I got it because, actually, I understand why they um, strayed away from the run game is because it wasn't working. Every time they ran, they would get about one yard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Ellinger had 112 yards on the ground, four rushing touchdowns, and then from the air, he had uh, he was 30 for 53, 287 yards, two picks, and two touchdowns. So, overall, six touchdowns for uh, Sam Ellinger, which is crazy. Um... So, yeah, overall, a good game um, just to watch, but uh, Texas did lose. Um, Oklahoma, I, I mean, they literally almost blew another lead. They are simply like the Falcons of college football. They cannot hold a lead. Um, and they their offense got hot at the right time at overtime because they were really struggling going into overtime. Um, so, yeah, that's the first game. Um, second top game was Florida A&M. Now, I actually picked A&M coming into this game, um, but it's still a huge, huge upset. The reason I picked them is because I've said that Florida and Oklahoma are overrated all season. Before the season even started, I think that they're overrated, and now that Florida is actually in a top four in college football, I think is ridiculous, and so that's why I was really, I definitely thought that they had a chance to lose this game. It at College Station, you know, A&M, you know, I, I thought that it definitely it was a possibility, and it did happen. Kellen Mond, it was incredible. He's just gotten better throughout his whole career. Uh, definitely had a lot of criticism thrown his way. Definitely, you know, had a lot of hurdles, but he looked so good. Trask wasn't bad. 23 for 32, 312 yards, four touchdowns. Trask was not bad, um, but they just kind of choked when it mattered. They were... If you remember, they were up with, they were up thirty-eight to thirty-one with around four minutes and thirty seconds to go, and then they tied it and then won it um, on a last-second field goal. I mean, if you look at this game, it's actually crazy. Um, Florida had an above ninety percent chance to win um, late in the game, um, and so it just shows you know you like how things change so fast in the game um but overall people do this every year with A&M though so I'm not going to give A&M too much credit I think this is more of a bad Florida thing but people every year they'll win one kind of big game and then everyone will freak out and be like oh my gosh Jimbo Fisher Jimbo Fisher and A&M like wow he deserved all the money no he didn't though he still got crushed by Alabama who I'm about to talk about in a second you know he still they're still going to lose a bunch of games, and they're going to make, like, the Tostitos Bowl or whatever. And it's going to be the same thing. People said that when they beat LSU. I understand it's a big win. They haven't beaten a top four, about top five teams since 2001 or 2002. Um, but I'm not buying into it. I, I still think A&M's just the same as they were last year. Um, they're probably going to move up in rankings by a lot, probably, like, the number 13 or something. But like I said, this is more for me. My main reaction to this game is that Florida is overrated and not as good as many people thought. 
Um, next up, Missouri LSU. Um, this game is really interesting because I would not have picked Missouri, but oh my gosh, LSU. Why are they even ranked? Like, they are so bad. They are so bad. I mean, LSU, like, you wouldn't think. I know that they lost more than Joe Burrow, but you wouldn't think that losing Joe Burrow would, like, really affect your team that much. Most teams, they lose Baker Mayfield, they get another Kyler Murray. They lose Kyler Murray, they get Jalen Hurts. Like, look at Oklahoma, like I said, like, you know, teams like that. But, oh, my gosh, LSU loses to Mississippi State at home first week and you know whatever then they beat Vanderbilt whatever and then they lose to Missouri I mean gosh they are really bad they've given up 91 points in their first three weeks which is some of the most they've ever given up um Brennan wasn't even bad like if you want to blame this game on you know not having Joe Burrow or whatever he wasn't even bad it's just the defense was horrible I don't know what changed. And then the end of the game. I have to tell you about the end of the game because it was insane. So LSU catches the ball at, like, the one-yard line with, like, I don't know, like, a minute left. But, like, clock was running. I think I think they had one timeout. Um, and, you know, like, it's not actually a catch. It should have been an incomplete pass, but it gets the call stands. So then it's basically like, okay, LSU's going to win because they're only down by, um, they're only down four. They're only down four points. So they go up there and run. They get stuffed. And they hurry up to the line, run. They get stuffed. Call a timeout. Pass. Knocked away. Fourth and goal. Pass. Knocked away. I mean, they, one yard. They needed one yard and they could not get one yard. They literally, I mean, Listen, I'm, I'll give some credit to Missouri, but Missouri coming into this game was 0-2. Um, they have not been good. Um, now, to be fair, they have played some tough SEC teams, but still, LSU is number 17. After this week, they should 100% not be in the rankings. It seemed like everyone knew they were going to be bad this year, but they just kind of had to put them highly ranked just because they won the national championship. But, I mean, I you could have seen this from... Oh, a mile. I, I Maybe I wouldn't have picked Missouri, but definitely Mississippi State. Definitely Florida next week um, is going to beat them. Auburn likely. So, LSU, one and two. I mean, they had, their, they had their little great season, you know, whatever. But I think, you know, everyone who is saying Coach Ogeron is, like, the greatest thing ever, I think that's kind of over now. Um, actually, a little bit about Lincoln Riley is that, I think that he is overrated, and as you can see, now that he has a quarterback, I know some people listening won't like this because they love Lincoln Riley, but he's always been overrated in my opinion, and now that he doesn't have a great quarterback, he's 2-2, two and two, almost lost to Texas, you know. So, yeah. My main takeaway from the Missouri-LSU game is that LSU dynasty is not going to happen. They're not going to be the next Alabama. Uh, they're very mediocre now and just back to the regular old you know mediocre LSU team that they were a few years ago uh now on to um the next game Tennessee Georgia um so this is Tennessee at Georgia and honestly this game the score is deceiving Georgia won 44-21 but the score is very very deceiving because this game was very close for a very long time um Tennessee had uh, 21-17 lead, um, at the end of the 
um, at the end of the half. So Tennessee was beating them um, and then had a 21-20 lead um, deep into the third quarter. And it didn't really start – it didn't become a two-possession game until the very end of the third quarter when it became 30-21. And then it just unraveled from Tennessee. I mean, that to me was a coaching issue, maybe inexperienced, but as soon as they lost the lead, it just unraveled. They had a turnover, and then Georgia scored. Another turnover, then Georgia scored. Then, like, a scoop and score. Like, they fumbled it. Georgia picked it up and ran it back. I was like, oh, my gosh, like – they, like, just – the offense and the defense just fell apart. That was, like, really – and then Georgia just took it away from there, and it was over. Um, so the game was close for a while. looked like Tennessee could upset um, at Georgia, but then they just unraveled. There's not too much to say about this game. I mean, my main takeaway is that Tennessee's better than I thought they were, and Georgia is real. Um, I feel like Georgia, you know, is definitely real. They were number three. I thought they might be a little too high, maybe like an OU situation. But they actually look real. They beat a good, good team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Georgia. I mean, there's not much to not like about Georgia, but they do do this every year. Um, they crushed, they, they've they crushed two ranked teams, though, um, back-to-back Auburn and Tennessee, but obviously the big game is next week. They go at Alabama. In that game, I think I'm I think I'm going to pick I think I um I'm picking Georgia because I want to talk about Alabama who speaking of Alabama, oh my gosh, that Ole Miss game was hilarious. They went on the road to face Ole Miss, but, like, who cares? The last few years in the series, it's been, like, 63-3. to like three. I think that was the score. I think it was 66-3 a few years ago. I mean, this is such a one-sided series. They always, always, always win. And, you know, Ole Miss scores a touchdown. It's basically neck and neck. But the Ole Miss's biggest problem was they didn't stop. Alabama, a sing- the only time they stopped Alabama was a fumble at the goal line. That was it. It was the only time. Every other time, Alabama scored a touchdown. It was seriously insane. It was just, it, like, Ole Miss was just one touchdown behind the entire time, and they would just keep tying it and keep tying it and keep tying it. I mean, if you look at these scores, 14-7, 14-14, 14-21, 21-21, 28-21, 28-28. It was just how it was the entire time until eventually what happened was um, when it was 49-42, they got stuffed and had to kick a field goal, which is something that Lane Kiffin almost never does. Kicked a field goal, 49-45, then obviously they couldn't stop. Uh, Alabama, so they did a surprise onside kick. They almost recovered it, but didn't quite get it. Um, and then they were down two possessions. And they kicked a field goal, didn't recover the onside kick. And at that point, the game was over. Um, the score is, like I said, deceiving. It was basically tied the entire game, like the entire game until the very end. They had like, some late garbage time touchdown, um, Alabama. So it was like whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, this I really think Alabama is not real anymore in my opinion I I mean this Alabama doesn't normally have a game this bad against a team that bad um Ole Miss is not a good team um and so that's just like you know very very concerning 
Um, and so we'll see what happens um, to Alabama next week. But that's why I'm picking Georgia is because I do not trust Alabama anymore. I don't think that they're very uh, great. But they have basically, I mean, Alabama's schedule isn't that easy anymore. But we'll see. They do play some good ranked SEC teams. Um, but, yeah, so... Alabama really kind of embarrassing. My my main takeaway is that Alabama's not real, in my opinion. I think Alabama, after this game, if they can't convincingly beat this team like they do every year, then how am I supposed to believe that they're going to beat Georgia, Auburn, you know, Tennessee, all those teams that are going to play in the coming weeks? Um, the next game, Miami-Clemson. Um, Clemson won this 42-17. Not much to say about this game, just Clemson – to me, I wanted to see if they could beat a ranked team. They were at home, you know, whatever. Miami's not the best team in the world, but they did, you know, so whatever. I'm, you know, I'm fine with that game. Um, Clemson still looks good. Um, they still have a pretty easy schedule, but, you know, they do look good. Of course, now they play like no one. They literally play Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and Boston College before finally they play a really good team um, in about a month. They play on the road against Notre Dame. So until that game, I'm not going to make any judgments about Clemson. They're not bad. I think Miami's overrated. I was shocked they were number seven. Um, But, you know, I guess good job, Clemson. You beat a top seven team. So, Um, yeah, that's my main takeaway from the game. Um, Next up is Auburn-Arkansas. Now, this game was highway robbery. This game was so ridiculous. Arkansas totally should have won the game. So let me describe what happened at the end because it's very confusing what happened at the end. Um, Basically what happened was Arkansas had a 28-27 lead uh, with like 30 seconds, like 28 seconds to go. So Auburn gets up kind of near field goal range. Um, like they're in field goal range, you know, throw it, then they run up to spike it. So Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, comes up to spike the ball, right? And he, they have no timeouts, so that's why they're spiking it. And he muffs the snap, uh, like he's under center, and he muffs it. So he drops the snap, picks it up, turns around, and then spikes it. So then they were like, okay, well, that's intentional grounding because he didn't properly do the snap. It was basically like, you know, he just spiked it. That's intentional grounding. So they were going to call it that, but then as they were reviewing it, it's like, wait a minute. He turned around and spiked it backwards. That's a backwards pass. And right after, like, he spiked it, the Auburn player jumped on. I mean, the uh, Arkansas player jumped on it. So it would have been a it would have been a recovery by Arkansas, and it should have been a recovery. Like everyone, the announcers, everyone was like, yeah, that's a fumble. That's a backwards pass. You know, it was a really dumb play, but you know, it was still a fumble, and. They call it just intentional grounding, you know, and then uh, 10-second runoff, they kick the field goal and win. Um, and so it's it's just that game should have been an Arkansas win, but Arkansas is definitely not the worst team in the SEC this year. They were awful the past few years. But, you know, listen, they almost beat a number 13 team on the road. Um, they should have been number 13 team on the road. Um, so I'm actually pretty happy with, Arkansas and how they look. That's my main takeaway. It's just that Auburn, they they got destroyed last week and then almost 
lost to Arkansas at home this week. That just kind of leads me to believe that Auburn's not as good as many people think. I would move them back to maybe 20 in the rankings. Even though they won, I would still move them back because they did not deserve to win this game. It should have been a loss. They should be 1-2 and two right now. Um, and then the last game is Florida State-Notre Dame. Um, Florida State-Notre Dame um, was basically exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, some people, like, didn't really trust Notre Dame, but they just crushed Florida State. So, you know, that's my main uh, reaction to this game is just that, you know, Florida State is about as bad as we thought, and Notre Dame's about as good as we thought. Um, I still don't think Notre Dame's a top-four team. I don't think they're a playoff team, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, so that was about, you know, the 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 games. Um, those were the top games from the week. Um, a great, fun-filled uh, week. There were some, you know, crazy games and some blowouts and stuff, but overall it was a really good week for college football. Um, that Red River game was like, the best Red River game I've ever seen. It was insane. Um, but Ellinger, just watch out. Heisman, all right? <laughs> um, I know some people listening won't like that, but, you know, I think, you know, he's been, he's, he's, Ellinger has been incredible. That's my main reaction from the whole week, actually, is that Ellinger has been absolutely unbelievable this year. Um, he did so well in his first game, he got taken out in the first half. Um, but seriously, he, this year so far, has been uh, 63.3 completion percentage, almost 1,000 yards, um, 14 touchdowns, 2 picks, you know, and a passer rating of 173.2. Um, the guy's been incredible, so just watch out for him. Um, but that's about what I have to say. So thank you for listening to the Sunday morning overreaction. Um, there's NFL games today if you're listening on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.